today I am joined by some very dear friends uh, who are going to introduce themselves in just a minute. Uh, We're celebrating our ministry uh, with Haiti, uh, a place called Bayane Haiti uh, that we've been involved with for several years now. And uh, if you don't know, Haiti is about 700 miles south of Florida. It's in the Caribbean. It shares an island with the Dominican Republic. Uh, Haiti is full of beautiful people. Uh, it faces a lot of challenges like other places around the world. It's the second uh, poorest uh, country in the Western Hemisphere, uh, and about half the people in Haiti live below the poverty level, but they overcome, uh, and they've done so many amazing things, and we are in ministry with them. There's a church there, a school there, medical clinics. We're going to show you some of those places and talk to them, talk to you about those, but uh, let me just invite our guests first all to introduce themselves today. Good morning, South Park Church. My name is Achonel Plurisma. I have been a good friend of Pastor Kyle. Maybe even since I was born. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we are good domino players together. Oh, so. He's good, I'm not. Yeah. But. So it is a privilege for me to be here this morning. And then I got my wife, you know, just right there. Hey, Gabby is here with her husband. They Welcome. just got married like, you know, maybe 11 days ago. Just, you All know, right. so good just uh, to see them here. Thank you so very much. Nice to be here. Hey, good morning. My name is Olgen Selwi. I am the team lead of the EO office in Bayonne. I am working so that your children can be in a perfect communication with you. And my name is Melissa Hoffman, and I'm a member here at South Park Church. And it's because of this church that my life was forever changed when I was able to travel to Bayonne in 2018 and in 2021 I became the executive director of eWay and I get to work every day with these guys and help uh, students in Haiti get education so it's the best job ever. Well let me ask you all what is the situation in Haiti like right now? It's, it's a pretty difficult situation uh, for folks who don't know. What's been going on uh, in Haiti right now? Is that for me? Any, anybody but <laughs> yes you can start off. Well I'm sorry I Um, you know, Haiti became independent uh, in uh, 1804. It was uh, occupied uh, by French. But I was born uh, in 1964. I think what I have been seeing today is uh, the worst thing that the country has uh, ever had to face. We are dealing with a situation now where, you know, gangs are leading the country. Kidnapping is the most uh, lucrative business in the country. So I call them official gangs because uh, they seem to have people in the higher position and uh, behind them doing that. Life expectancy in Haiti used to be 50, 59 but now it is on 24 hours. It might be renewed, depending how lucky you are. Um, it is difficult for me to describe what has been going on in Haiti for the last five or six years now. One thing I can tell you, over here people are complaining for the fact that you know, the inflation rate is too high, but in Haiti since last June, the inflation rate has been 49.3%. Starvation everywhere. People cannot really go to the market to do their businesses because you know, if you go, you would get kidnapped. 
and they will charge you ransom which you have never seen, you have never touched in your entire life. So a country where fear has been in every home, in every mind, in every spirit. So by saying all of this, I know that you have been praying for Haiti, but it is a way for me to encourage you once again to pray for us every day. Because it has become more and more risky. That's all I can say for the moment. Probably all James, my wife, can say more than that. Even Melissa can say more than that ab about it. And maybe Donadis. could you share a little bit about how things are in Bayonne? Because where we serve is 70 miles north of Port-au-Prince. Port-au-Prince is the capital of Haiti, and that's where the center of the gangs really is. But in Bayonne, it's a little bit different. I mean, definitely, I mean, I love, Axmel describes this as Daniel. You can tell your... Well, you know, in, in Bayonne, we are in the mountains. People in the mountains in Haiti are called rednecks. <laughs> we know, have some of those here, too. <laughs> you know, rednecks always do things differently, and all rednecks always have access to God's providence. But in the mountains of Bayonne, where we are, I can see that uh, we are like Daniel and his uh, three friends that were in the, uh, uh, in the fire. I can say that uh, we feel the heat, but we are not, not burning, okay? We are not burning. In Bayonne, we just keep doing what we are supposed to do in spite of all. Of course, we have been affected, you know, by the situation because gangs are getting closer and closer to us, but not easy for them to have, you know, their strongholds there because uh, it is a community with 80,000 people, but we know how to get them together. We know how to stand them together. Everybody knows uh, everybody. In fact, you know, this past year, we have opened a new outpost uh, for school. So we used uh, to run schools and church on uh, three campuses, but now there is a fourth one. So they are destroying the country, but by the grace of God, Bayonet is moving forward, uh, teaching children, uh, preaching the gospel. That's all I can say in that regard. So Haiti's president was assassinated, and since then the government has not been stable, and so gangs rule the, the country, especially in Port-au-Prince. And so they're north of that, trying to isolate themselves from that, but it's still difficult to get food uh, and supplies that we've not been able to visit in four years uh, just because they were kidnapped, anyone. So uh, what's amazing about Bayonne is God's providence and provision to bring people to Haiti hope. And so maybe we can shift to talk a little bit about the ministry of what you're doing. We've got some photos uh, that we can show that Melissa sent, and maybe you all can talk us through what we see and how this is bringing hope to the people of Haiti in, in unbelievable circumstances. Can you guys? Yeah, this is uh, the main campus, and then the center is uh, the soccer field. The main game in Haiti for boys uh, is uh, playing soccer. And girls. Yeah. Yeah. Girls are good at it too. Yeah, very good, very good. Thank you for saying that. You know, um, how many students do you have in school? Yeah, last year we had uh, over twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred kids. Okay, from so thirteen grades. From K on up to thirteenth grade. So we cannot tell yet uh, how many that we are going to have this year because of the situations. We still have many who have not showed up yet. Okay, so life is very tough. But uh, this is on uh, the school two uh, buildings for high school and uh, 
elementary school. And at school, the children receive a meal, right? Yes, so uh, meals. Yes, two meals. Two meals a day. And no, no, one meal a one day, meal day, but it is not two dishes we have in Haiti. Okay. Sometimes we have rice and beans, and other times it be you no know, beans and rice. <laughs> <laughs> And some mangoes, right? Uh, some yeah, mangoes, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. Good. And how do kids get to school in Haiti? They walk. How far do they usually walk? Uh, Organs can talk more, more about that because he's dealing with this sponsorship program. Yeah, some, some of our children, they walk four hours back and forth to the school. Some of them five hours. Yeah, the new campus that just started, um, that fell under the OFC umbrella, January is about five hours away, and so a lot of those kids walk daily. Some of them stay with families in Bahamas right now, but uh, the main campus, I will say, is the only campus that houses seventh through thirteenth grade, so the secondary students. The other three, the other three campuses have just the elementary school students. So, let's go to the next slide and talk about the. I love this. Oh, uh, this is uh, the main sanctuary. And then uh, the church, we call it the Christian Church of Bayonne. And then uh, sometimes I'm the lead pastor there. But when I'm, I'm, I'm not there, now other people you know, are, are doing that, such as you know, Pastor Saint-Far and Pastor Jean Jounel. So this is where you know, you know, we worship. And, then, uh, so, and also this sanctuary has been used for other activities like you know, feeding, parents meeting. So we do... We do those things in the sanctuary as well. So this is the heart of their ministry is worshiping Jesus and sharing Christ with the community in some very tangible ways. And then next. Uh, this is not the, uh, the, the medical clinic on, uh, in Bayonne. The clinic uh, was, uh, actually I, I should say it was a kind of uh, a vision. A dog really taught me something here. When I came into this country for the first time, I saw a dog that was going to the doctor because, in I, because of an eye infection. And that was so shocking to me that, you know, I said, no, that was not fair. That people in Bayonne would be dead, women specifically, while giving birth to a child for a simple diarrhea, simple infection, people would die because there would always be witch doctors, no nurses, and no doctors, no whatsoever. So... When I saw the dog here going to the doctor, it was 87. I said, mm-mm, Bayonne deserves uh, something better. So 25 years after, this clinic was built, and then now there is a medical clinic for the people there. You see, a dog can teach you something. <laughs> so when he went to America in 1987, he, people just came with their pet onto the deck, and he said, we have dogs, we have doctors for pets, and they don't have doctors for people. So it was a vision to have a medical clinic. Um, and so this medical clinic serves a whole region where a lot of food does not happen. So again, spiritual needs are being met, but also physical, everyday needs are being met. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, and next, Melissa, you want to speak to this one? Uh, Katie Olson speaks mm-hmm. to this, because that's his office. <laughs> <laughs> this is our your office in Bayonne, and where our staff in Bayonne and ah, then w- this is where we welcome your children when you sponsor a, chil- a, chil- a child. And this is where he or her went and to write you a letter and then or draw, you, draw you some pictures. And then I, 
Yeah, and then we translate the pictures and, and letters and then send for it. So Ogans works with three other people in the office of Bino. When um, I first started, there were only three people there, but we've grown the sponsorship program so much in the last almost three years that it's required a second person, a, a fourth person to come in to just translate letters and stuff. So we're really excited about that growth and love to fill that aperture with more people. And that's what Melissa does. She helps sponsor children with American sponsors, sponsor a child um, for a monthly fee. You can send a child to school. You can make sure they have meals if they're going to church. And so that's what her calling and job is. And as you said, Madam Olgans coordinates uh, the correspondence between the children. And, and Basically, I do everything with sponsors, and Olgans handles everything with students, with students themselves. And it's a great division as well of what we do. That's awesome. So we're going to move to another campus. Uh, Melissa, maybe you can talk a little bit about this and what we do. Uh, so this is the campus in Nicola. So it is up on top of a mountain. Um, I hiked, Hal and I hiked to this campus. Actually, I hiked in a pair of Crocs, literally <laughs> up a mountain. Um, but uh, this campus was finished in 2012, and it's one of the remote campuses. Uh, there was such a need in that community for students who were walking so far to go to the main campus at Tabor that um, through the partnership with Charlotte, at churches in Charlotte, um, they were able to raise funds and, uh, and build that campus. So. And then the next one is the third campus. Yes. So this campus is very special to Kyle and I and to all of you because this campus is the campus in Duranger. So in 2017, Tom Harmon came and spoke to our church when we were in the movie theater, and he talked about um, our Christmas Eve uh, uh, tithing going to, we partnered with Valentine Rotary and Water Missions, and our entire PCU's donations were tripled by Valentine Rotary, and that funding was used by Water Missions to create clean water systems. The campus at Duranger ended up being the one that you helped build and fund so that this campus could get clean water, and so this campus is really special to me because um, you, you did this. Thank you. Yeah, we have the next this. picture. This is uh, this clean water that's going into Haiti, uh, and so we built things like that. Thanks to your generosity, yeah. the whole community has clean water, uh, which saves tons of lives, yeah. thousands of lives, yeah. literally. And then one more picture. Um, that's our group from 2019. Yeah. Uh, well, it's grown a little bit <laughs> since then. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, you all sponsored us going there. That's the last time that we could go safely. Um, but that's when we uh, helped do the clean water project. And we so call this the family trip because Kyle brought Luke. I brought my daughter, Mavis. Kyle brought his daughter, Erin. My dad came. Pastor Marianne from Light of Christ brought her daughter, Marissa. We had a whole family trip. It was really, really fun. That's awesome. Um, and then Melissa, you want to speak to this next one and kind of freaked you out, I think. So I get to buy an A in 2018. And for whatever reason, I had felt, and maybe you felt this as well, but I felt called to go on a mission trip. And so when Hal first brought me to South Park Church back when it was here in Union Methodist, I was so excited because there was a mission. I think it was Ecuador previously. And for whatever reason, that one didn't work the way it was supposed to. And then I heard Tom Harmon preach on that Sunday in 2017. And so I knew right then and there that was my that was where I was supposed to be. And so... Fast forward to April, uh, March, April of 2018. I go to Bayonet. I get to the guest house, and I there are three rooms that have three sets of bunk beds in them, so that we can house up to 18 people. So I pick a bunk, 
I'm looking at the bunks, and they have searchers' names that I know on them written. And so I pick a bunk, I lay down in my bed, and I look up, and I see this. And I thought, that's interesting. Those people put their initials on it. So I'm showing Hal and um, Tom, our tour guide, and he goes, well, you know who that is, right? And I was like, no, I don't. He was like, Henry Kyle Thompson. <laughs> when he was the pastor at Light of Christ in 2007, he helped build those bunk beds. So literally, my pastor was looking over me as I slept <laughs> on my trip, my first trip to Botany, Haiti. So if you, I mean, that's a God moment that's if ever crazy. I ever heard that's one. So. And then, actually, Nogan, you tell them what's happening in this picture. <laughs> yeah, oh, my bad. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. My goodness. What were we doing in that picture? Well, I think that night uh, we were teaching um, Pastor Kyle and Tom Hannon some wisdom. We were teaching them wisdom. Uh, we were, my dad and I were really teaching them, you know, how to behave. Actually, you know, my, be I'm humble. not that good. <laughs> I would just pretend, you know, to be a good domino player, but actually it was my dad that doing the job. And then so we were having some fun uh, together. You're teaching me how to be a good loser. <laughs> you can just say it. You know how to be wise. How to be a wise, wise loser. And become right? a better preacher. Yes, yes. yes. There was a whole audience, all of us on the trip, the children, everybody was watching this go down. It was not pretty for Pastor Kyle. <laughs> Dominoes is a big, big uh, deal and pastime in Haiti, and it's a lot harder than it looks, but uh, they're masters at it. Well, Melissa, can you and Olga just maybe speak to what EWO is? Um, and Absolutely. So EWO is the Haitian Creole word for hero, and we really believe that education is the way to empower students to become heroes in Haiti. We think that there's nothing more powerful than uh, education, than being able to go to school. And so EWO provides a platform for sponsors here in the United States to support a family and a school in Bayonet so that students get an education. And so Olgan's and all three of the other employees in our office in Bayonet were all sponsored students. So do you want to say just a minute about what it means to be sponsored? Yes. We call it EWO. EWO in Haiti when you come up with something that we didn't ex expect to. I was, I, I am one of the EWO that you create. You already created in Bayonet. You already made in Bayonet because I was a sponsored student. Oh, I am one of the first generation of the school. The school is going to have 30 years this year. I am 32 years. <laughs> I am one of the first generation. And I was sponsored all of my class, all of my grades in high school. I didn't pay anything for that, nothing. And I graduated from high school in 2020, 2012. And I went to university. It is thanks to you, thanks to your donation to Hero and then to OFCB, I come up with diploma from high school and then diploma from university. I thank you so much. And then continue helping us making heroes in Bayonet. Thank you. So what we can do to help the folks of Haiti, obviously we can pray for them as Pastor Action had said. Um, we sponsor about 50 students from individuals in our congregation uh, in Haiti. And so Melissa's gonna be downstairs today 
uh, during Coffee and Donuts uh, on the second floor. If you're interested in maybe sponsoring a student, uh, the cost is $40 a month, uh, and you send them to school, uh, you get them hot meals, uh, they hear the love of Jesus Christ, uh, you correspond with them through, the e- through email, through mail. Um, I have a student, can you skip ahead two slides um, to the last picture? So that was four years ago. This is our friend Ezekiel. Uh, he lives in Haiti, and this year he's in the 13th grade. It's his last year. He's one of five children. Uh, and he is uh, our student that we sponsor, my family. So Luke and I got to meet him in person. Um, and it's just meant the world to us, having a relationship. We've corresponded with him since 2010. So for 13 years, he's been a part of our family, long-distance family. We got to see him in person. Uh, and he's just trying to uh, endure and have hope. And all of his letters are hopeful that our sponsorship has given him this opportunity as Olgan Cad to have an education uh, and to make something of himself. And so... I would just highly recommend that uh, to anyone that's thinking of further Bible. Uh, it's a very special way that we can, we can do that. Um, we are in the midst of a series called Wisdom. And I know that you all have Proverbs, Haitian Proverbs. Um, are there any Haitian Proverbs that you might share with the congregation today? Oh, you, you got to tell me, you know, what uh, to, tell, to, to teach them because you know, you, know, them. you know them all. And then they are a lot. One thing that, you know, uh, we always say is that uh, if you are planting uh, for a year oh you stole mine <laughs> <laughs> okay you have it you have it what, you, 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 you go you, you go all right <laughs> oh i'm sorry that you know where did you get it i got it from you oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're both learning wisdom <laughs> okay well, that's right if you are planting for a year you plant grains if you are planting for a decade, you plant trees. But if you have to plant for generations and generations, you plant people. Mm-hmm. We've said that twice. This is exactly you know, what ministry... I saw this on the bunk, one of the bunks in my room. This is what ministry is, the ministry is all about. And this is what ministry is called uh, to be in general. We need to plant people. We need to invest in people. This is exactly you know, what we have been doing over here. This is what we have helping us with, just to plant people. Not everybody is going to become gangster in the country. Yeah, praise God. Not everybody is going not to go to hell in, in, in the country. Not everybody is going to become kidnapper in the country. Where we are, we are called to do something very special. You know, we are so blessed not to have people like you around us, you know, with us, standing in the gap you know, with us. Just want to make a difference for God's kingdom. In this trip, I have only two requests. Please become a sponsor. Please stand with us. Because we are facing the toughest time in our history in the country right now. If there is any specific donation you could give to help with food there, food has become just a crisis, a major issue. Food has become a luxury in the entire country. I'm here, but I would get messages from time to time about people sharing with me that they are really hungry. You cannot really imagine the tons of solicitations for food I would get while I am here. And I would call just to see what they can do to help people. So whatever you could do to make sure that you know we can buy more food for this school, which is very expensive. 
that that would be great, very more welcoming. One, do something for food. Number two, let's see if you can be engaged all yourselves in the ministry of uh, baking rewards in the country of Haiti. Thank you so very much. And we can help you with that. Again, you can see Melissa downstairs afterwards. Uh, donations can be made to the church to Haiti. We'll give it to them directly. Um, just one other proverb. A little boy was going to school one day, and he noticed he was in the country. He saw a turtle on top of a fence post. And he wondered, how did that turtle get on top of the fence post? And he never found out, but he did know that the turtle didn't get there by himself. He had some help. And I want you just to think about in your life where you are in your job or in your uh, workplace, in school, if you're good at music, if you're good at sports, um, wherever you are, you didn't get there by yourself. You might have worked really hard and done a lot of individual labor, but there were people who helped you get to where you are. Amen. And we who have been given much in America have had a lot of help. I think God calls us to be able to share that with others and to help other people. Um, I want to read a passage of scripture to you from um, Samuel, 2 Samuel in the Bible, where David is talking. He's the king, king of Israel. He didn't just become the king of Israel by himself. Mm-hmm. Now then, tell my servant David, this is God speaking. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. I've been with you wherever you've gone, and I have cut off all your enemies from before you. And now I'll make your name great, like the names of the greatest men on the earth. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, sovereign Lord? And what is my family that you have brought me this far? Didn't get this far on my own. God brought me here. How great are you, sovereign Lord? There is no one like you, and there's no God but you, as we have heard with our own ears. And now, Lord God, keep forever the promise you have made concerning your servant and his house. Do as you promise, so that your name will be great forever. Then people will say, the Lord Almighty is God over Israel, and the house of your servant David will be established on the throne. So what's the big idea? What's the takeaway today? This is what I think it is for us. We're better together. We're better together. We're better together with our Haitian brothers and sisters. It's not a one-way thing, right? When we're helping them, they're helping us. It's a relationship. Action has been my friend since 2007, right? It's a brother uh, together in serving the Lord, Olgans and Melissa and all the folks in Haiti. Um, So I'd like to invite you to think about doing two things. One, appreciate the people in your life who've helped you, right? Who helped you get on the fence post, right? Who's helped you. And the second thing is how can we individually support the people of Haiti? Maybe it's through prayer. Maybe it's through the sponsorship, maybe it's through uh, sponsoring some food. Whatever God's touching your heart to do, right? At the end of the day, we're all turtles on the fence post. Let's give them a hand. Thank you all for being here today. Thank you,